0: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We've been sharing a powerful message with you this call, Being Imitators of Christ. Each and every one of us who've been born again have been given an admonition and an invitation by God to imitate Him. So that we can successfully imitate Him, God gave us an example to follow of someone who successfully imitated Him. You already know who that is. That somebody is Jesus Christ. Jesus was the example provided to us by God. They help me and you imitate him like he wants us to do, so that we can represent him and Jesus like we're supposed to do. We're to conform ourselves to Jesus' example of how we're to live, how we're to think, and how we're to act now that we are become sons of God. Jesus is the example that the Father gave us in life. His blood bought church to follow him in how to live our lives. If we successfully imitate Jesus, we'll successfully imitate the Father the way he wants all of us to do. Then we'll live the blessed life that God wants us to live, and we'll also be the blessing that he wants us to be and inspire other people to live the blessed life like you and me. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Being Imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Praise God. If you got your Bible, I invite you to turn to Ephesians chapter 5 and get ready for a word that's going to be all the way live, that's going to aid and assist you in stepping into the fullness of what God has in store for you because you're going to do exactly what your life what God desires you to. You're going to get a chance to be able to find out a little bit more about what God intends for you and expects of you so that you can make sure you line up and step into the fullness of the things he has in store for you. So if I were you, I would have an energy to hear what he's going to say today because you're going to be blessed today in Jesus' name. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called being imitators of Christ. Being imitators of Christ. That's God's desire for me and you, those of us who are born again. I got anybody up in here born again? (laughs) Well, then that's God's desire for me and you. He wants us to be imitators of him and live this thing out like he wants us to. When he sent his son to die for me and you. It was not just to save us from hell's fire, but it was also to live out his desire on this earth like we want to. It was to be able to cause us to change from one family to another so that we could be able to live a life like none other. So that we can be able to live this thing out like he desires me and you and be able to walk into the fullness of the life that he's got waiting on me and you. Well, we already did the first part. Those of us who are born again. Anybody here been born again? Praise yeah. God! We already got saved from hell's fire now it's time to live out God's desire. That's what we're about to learn a little bit more about today so that you can step into the fullness of what God has in store for you this day. And if you're visiting with us here today, you might have noticed already I'm rhyming a little bit. Praise God. Amen. That's because I'm a rhyming preacher. Praise God. That ain't what I look for. That ain't what I desire to do. It's just what God anointed me to do. Praise God. That's, that's what I do. And so when the, when, when the oil is flowing, you're going to be knowing that I'm a poet and I, and I do know it. Praise God. Because huh? I'm going to share some stuff with you that's going to bless you. Just having it here, what the Lord's going to say to you, and I'm telling you, going to bless you in Jesus' name. So don't be like, is he rhyming? Yeah, I'm rhyming. We done solved that already. Praise God. Hallelujah. I think he was a rapper. No, I was a gangster. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but that, that's another teaching. We'll get into that later. Praise God. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 5. Start reading verse 1. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. It reads, it says, be therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not once be named among you as become a saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this, ye know, that no whoremongerer nor Unclean person, nor covetous man, who is an idolater, hath any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words, for because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them, for ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, and righteousness, and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore, he saith, awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to understand what the the will of the Lord is. One of the things that the will of the Lord is, is that we stop acting like fools. Praise God. Now, of course, we already know this is written in the book of Ephesians, which is one of the epistles, blessed be the name of the Lord, which was the section of the scriptures, which were written in order to teach us how to be able to live a godly life. How to be able to live our life after we accept what Jesus Christ did for me and you. After we accept the substitutionary work that he did for us on the cross, which set us free to be able to live the way he desires you and me. We're supposed to learn how to live this thing so that we can learn what the will of the Lord is and do what he tells us to do. Well, this is the will of the Lord. The Lord is talking to me and you. He's talking to his children. He's saying, wake up, wake up. Why? Because when you sleep, you're oblivious to the things that's going on around you. You're unaware of even the things that you do. That's why you can say, I don't snore when you snore and woke everybody else up in the room. But yet you say, I don't, I'm not, I wasn't snoring. Yes, you was snoring, but you was asleep. So you didn't know what you was doing. And a lot of the Christians must be sleep because they must not know what they're doing. Because they're doing things that's totally outside of what God says they ought to be doing. That's why God's talking to his church right now. And he's saying, wake up. Why? Because while you was asleep, you was acting like a fool. Of course, we already found out in the Bible that the word fool is talking about a person who declares in his heart and says in their heart that there is no God. I'm so glad ain't no fools up in here, praise God, because we know that there's a God, praise God, we know that God is, and for those of us who are born again, we know he is, blessed be the name of the Lord. But at the same time, that's what an actual fool is, but that can be an effectual fool too, because a person can effectively be a fool just like an actual fool, and how is that, Pastor? Because that's a person who conducts themselves in life like there is no God. That's a person who makes decisions in their life like there is no God, which means an effective fool can even include Christian fools. Praise God, because they conduct themselves in lives like, like there is no God. They make decisions as though they know that God doesn't really live. They make decisions in their life like God ain't really theirs and they ain't really his. They make decisions in their lives that's totally outside of what the word of God has to say. And so God is coming to his church and he's got something to say. God's saying, <laughs> wake up. Quit acting like fools because I made you children of light. Now it's time to walk like you're children of light. Now it's time to conduct yourself like it is that Jesus died for you to live so that you can be able to step into the life that God wants you to live. And even more important than that, that you can be able to cause other people to live the life that they're supposed to live. Because they're looking at us acting like fools who are fools, thinking that they okay that they're fools because they're looking at us acting like fools. But God's trying to de me and you. That's a word, praise God. He wants to de-foolify me and you so that we can then be able to live holy like he wants us to so that they can have an opportunity to live out God the life that God has for them to do. But in order to do that, we got to do what he says in verse 1, and that is be followers of him as dear children. That word followers, we found out, means imitators, that we need to be imitators of God. Imitators are people who conduct themselves in action as well as behavior. They do what other people do. They act like people act and they say what people say. That's what Jesus wants us to do, and the Father wants us to do the same thing each and every day. Let's be imitators of God. That's as dear children, not obligated people, but as dear children. Not as afraid people where we're afraid that something's going to happen to me and you bad, that, 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 that God's going to jack me and you if we don't do what he said do. No, God is not some big fuzzy dude up in heaven that got a big bop in his hand that's reaching down ready to bop you. Every time you mess up and do something he don't say, do do. No, he don't do things like that. But there is a devil out here, praise God, who does want to bop you. And, and, and ain't nothing can stop him from bopping you if you're outside of God's will doing something other than what God said do. So God's trying to talk to his church right now and say, now it's time for you to be imitators of me. Well, many believers don't understand, but you, I'm so glad you understand. That Jesus Christ didn't come just to save you from hell. That wasn't the the, the limited thing that he came to do. Even though that's an awesome thing. praise God. San Antonio heat is as hot as you can need to deal with. Praise God. That's exciting. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Ain't no air conditioner in hell. Are you listening to me? And so this is, we're going to be blessed. Praise God. But that wasn't all Jesus Christ came to do. He didn't only come to be your savior. He also came to be your example. In such a way as you can learn how to live this life out once you get brought into the family of God. Because Jesus Christ used to be the only begotten of the Father. But now there's more begotten of the Father. Because the scripture goes on in, the new, in, in the Colossians and calls him the firstborn of many brethren. We are the many-born brethren of which he is firstborn of. But we're supposed to be able to look up to our brother and find out how he lived this thing so we can see how we lived this thing. God used him as an example, the Bible teaches us, so that it can be an example to me of you of how to live the saved life like we ought to do. So all we got to do is look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith, and we'll find out exactly how we're supposed to live this life since we're supposed to live it by faith. So how do we, how did he do what he do? He did like he did like God wanted him to do. He said, I don't say anything other than what the father says, and I don't do anything other than what I see my father do. So if we're going to be examples of him, we ought to be that same way, too. Yeah. We found out he's the firstborn of many, brother. And I got any brother up in the house? Praise yeah. God. So our ultimate aim, which is the ultimate aim of the Christian life, is to display Christ-likeness in our life it's not to get a new car, get a new career, be able to drive drive real far and and live real good and and all that that's cute and everything, but that's not the ultimate life of, of a Christian. The ultimate life of a Christian is to live Christ like. We're supposed to live like Christ to the point that when they've seen us, they've seen the Father. Just like when they, Jesus said, "When you've seen me, you've seen the Father." We're supposed to have that same desire too. That's why we deny all ungodliness and live Godly in this world like we're supposed to. I said, we deny all ungodliness and we live godly in this world. I said, we deny all ungodliness. In case you don't know, I'm going to keep saying it until you say amen. Praise God. So we can just cut through the chase. You deny all ungodliness and live godly. Amen. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to deny all godliness. We found out that word deny means contradict which means your life's supposed to be a contradiction to everything that's ungodly. Your life is supposed to be a contradiction to everything that the world is about. What the world say this is what it's about? Your life ought to contradict that and say, no, that ain't what it's about because this is the way this thing is supposed to be about. We refuse ungodliness and we accept holiness. We live holy like God wants us to do. Holy is a four-letter word, but ain't nobody cussing at you. God, God said he wanted us to live holy. In fact, he told us to the extent that he wanted us to live holy. He said, be holy even as I am holy. That's good news, praise God. Because we don't have to worry about somebody saying, that you're trying to be holier than thou. No, I ain't trying to be holier than thou. I'm trying to be holy as God. Because that's what he instructed me to do, and that's what we ought to do, and that's where we're going to live this life up, as a friend of God, conducting ourselves like God wants us to do and doing it the way he told us to last time we found out that the way that we do that is once again by watching jesus last time i got a chance to talk to you we found out jesus didn't sin and so since jesus didn't sin we don't sin either because the bible teaches us in first john that those of us who are born again we don't sin like we used to amen Amen. so we, we 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 we're getting there we're making sure that we let this thing out like he told us to we found out God's desire for his people is to be just as holy as he was and be able to conduct ourselves just like he did too and maybe sh- make sure that we arm ourselves to be able to live this thing out like he wants us to do. Now, in order to win this battle, you got to be armed. Praise God. You got to be packing. Are you listening to me up in here? Otherwise, you're going to step back into doing what you used to do because you ain't packing like you ought to. We found out what you ought to be packed with. Praise God, last time we got together. We found out the first thing you're supposed to have is you've got to have the mind of Christ. Are you listening to me up in here? Because when you gain the mind of Christ, you think like he thinks. And if you think like he you thinks, you'll conduct yourself like he does too. One of the reasons why it's so difficult for us to do what we're supposed to do is because we don't think like we ought to. The Bible teaches us as a man thinketh, so is he, which means that as we think, it's the way we're going to be. Which means if we're thinking wrong, we're going to be wrong. I don't know why I keep doing wrong. I do, because you think wrong. Praise God. But the moment you begin to think right, you can begin to do right. Because once you know better, you can do better. Is anybody hear me up here? That's why church ain't a place of entertainment. It's a place where you're supposed to be being trained. You're not supposed to be entertained. You're supposed to be trained. You're supposed to be trained to think right. Because the first admonition to us after we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior is to renew our mind so that we can get out our old stinking thinking and put in the cross thinking so that we can have the mind of Christ so that we can be able to live like Christ. So if we need to do that, then we need to do that. We need to learn to think like Christ. Everybody say thank God for the word of God. Because the word of God is what allows us to be able to have the mind of Christ. Because the word of God is the will of God. And the will of God tells us what God wants us to think and what he wants us to do. And if we do what he tells us to do, then God's going to be able to bless me and you the way he wants to. That's why I thank God for the word. Because we can get rid of our old thinking and replace it with the new thinking so we can think like God wants us to do. So that we can quit thinking the thoughts we used to think. Thinking what was right was wrong and what was wrong was right. But we can get this thing straightened out and begin to think right. Praise God. Today we're going to talk about the second thing you're supposed to be armed with in order to be able to make sure that you go ahead and win this battle like you're supposed to. Turn to Romans chapter 5 and get ready for this word I got for you. I'm telling you it's going to bless you. If you got half an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. I love a God that just doesn't tell you to do something and then leave it off to you to do that something. But he equips you with everything necessary to succeed. He teaches you to succeed and equips you with everything necessary to succeed. Because if it's that important to God, then I need what I need in order to be able to do this thing. God said, I gave, I give you what you need to succeed. Thank God for the word. To ensure that we do what we do the way that God wants us to do what we do, along with the admonition of us to be able to have the same mind that he has too, God also gave us the same love that he has and used it in order to do what it is that he called, he's called us to do. In order to do what he's called us to do the way he wants us to, God not only tells us, and that gives us an admonition to be able to gain the same mind as him, but he also gave us the same love as him. Why? Because he said, I don't want you to just get the information, I want you to also have the motivation. I don't want you to just have the information, I want you to have the motivation. Because, because the motivation, if we have the same motivation that Jesus has, and you put that together with the information that Jesus has, you got the manifestation of what Jesus has. Because the information, when you put it with the motivation and include it with participation, you got manifestation in what it is that God has in store for you. Now, God's going to give you the information. God's going to give you the motivation. Your job is just to add to participation, and you're going to have the manifestation of everything that it is he said. Now, how many people in here want manifestation? Well, let's talk about this motivation because we talked about the information. Now, let's talk about the motivation. Romans chapter 5, verse 5, it says, And hope maketh not a shame, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Notice that the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. By the Holy Ghost. He didn't just say love was shed abroad in our heart. He said the love of God, which means that the same love that God has is what he sheds abroad in your heart by way of the Holy Ghost when you get born again. The day you got born again, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. He shed something abroad in your heart. What did he shed abroad in your heart? The love of God, which is the same love that Jesus walked into this earth with because he had a love for God. He had the love of God all up on the inside of him. In fact, he was the manifestation of the love of God. He was the walking, talking, personification of the manifestation of the love of God. And he said, I want you to have that same thing too. So what does he do? He sheds it abroad in our heart by the Holy ghost. I love that word shed. The word shed right there means gushed out. He gushed out the love of God for me and you. I mean, gushed out the word of God for me and you. Now, you ain't used to stuff gushing out. So let me show you an example of gushing out. Praise God? And like a, that brother right there told me, he said, Pastor, could I have a drink of water, please? Say, stand up, say that real loud, please. Hey, Pastor, can I have a drink of water? Sure, hold up your cup, brother. I'll be glad. Uh, you got it? You ready? Yes, and then I went back in the back and, and get a fire, a fire hose nozzle. You ready? Yes, sir. That's gushing it out. I didn't just pour it out. He didn't say I poured it out in your heart. He said I gushed it out. Now, after I did that, the son, take him, poof, and, hit him in, and hit him with it again, praise God. Some of y'all say, well, that's just too much. I didn't say you say it. I said, that's what you say. Come on, run with me now. Praise God. Don't be trying to take over my message. Praise God. I'll tell you what to say when to say it. Praise God. I said Some of y'all might say, might say, keyword, might say, might say, that's too much. But that's the point. Is that God's trying to give you more than enough of what you need to succeed. God doesn't eke it out, squeak it out, or barely just pour enough out for you to have what you need to succeed. God, he, he, he gushes it out to you to make sure you got more than enough. Everybody, give him a hand as he's sitting down all wet and gushed out on him. Praise God. <laughs> God gives you more than enough because he knows what you're going to run into. He knows what you're going to face and he knows what you're going to have to deal with. So he provides you more than enough to make sure that you have the stuff to be able to win and succeed at what he wants you to see. I love that about God. God is the God of more than enough. He's not the God of just enough. He's the God of more than enough, which means he's going to provide you more than what you need to succeed. So that means you've got no excuse for succeeding because you had everything that you needed to succeed. I don't have that. You you got it. (laughs) Because God made sure that it was gushed out to you. See, to make sure we're successful at living the life that he wants us to live, he gushed out into our hearts the same motivation that Jesus had who lived the life that he lived. The same motivation that Jesus had in life, he gave us that same motivation in life so that we could be motivated to do the information that we hear. Not just hear it but not really be motivated to do it, but hear it and be motivated to do it. See, Jesus loved flat out. Jesus loved flat out. He loved the father, loved him with all his heart and all his soul and all his mind, loved him all the time. And he loved his brethren, praise God. And those are two reasons why it is that he did not sin. Reason number one, because he loved the father with all his heart and all his soul and all his mind because he knew every sin I sin is going to be a sin against my father. And so because of that, I love my father way too much to be going out like that. So because of that, my love for my father keeps me from doing any of that. And he loved us too much. He knew that he was sent on a mission to be able to deliver me and you. And that if he do one thing and do one thing that God told him not to do, then he would not accomplish the mission that God gave him to do. And he saw you as too valuable. The Bible says in the book of Philippians that he endured the cross and despised the shame. Why? Because of the joy that was set before him. He saw you, the joy. He saw every woman and boy up in this place before him. And he saw you and he said, you are too valuable for me to be able to go out and do something I ought not do. You mean way too much to me to be able to turn around and jack this up so I can be able to have my moment or two of glee. He said, you mean way too much for me for me to be able to lay down what I'm supposed to do to do somebody I ain't supposed to do so that I can be able to get up later and act like I didn't do nothing, but miss out on the opportunity to do what the father want me to do. No, he love you way too much like that. Amen. Just like me. I'm a pastor that loves his congregation. Praise God. And I'm a pastor that loves God. That's one of the reasons why you ain't never got to worry about me being up in the middle of no, 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 no stupid stuff or no, no, no uh, uh, controversy and stuff like that. Oh, no, not me. Why? Because I love God way too much, and I love you way too much. Praise God. I would never let you have my name come up before you having to explain some stupid stuff that I did. No, I know I love you all way too much for that. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God has to say. I really hope that you're seeing what the Word of God says about God's desire for us to be like Him. I hope even more that you're seeing the importance of living our lives imitating Him like He wants me and you to do. Because if we do, then we'll do everything we need to do to be like Him, so that we can live the awesome life that can only be lived when we live our lives imitating Him. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just got that to Officer, go out there the church office at Ereco 210 785 that's area to 210 785 Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP, but it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in of visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just go the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So, come on through. I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, Ladies, if your New Year's resolution is to draw closer to God, we got the perfect thing for you to do to do so. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Blessed Woman of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in time. It's one of my sisters that you don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. What a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late as if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Neither I. VIP transportation service is available for this too. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers of Word of Faith to treat you like the queens you are by preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let us be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Publishing this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. I guarantee that you'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, to we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.